Welcome to our second episode of the Davis Drive Panther Podcast. I'm Holly Moran Bates, seventh grade ELA teacher, mom of four amazing kiddos, and lifelong learner. I'm Tara Brem, instructional facilitator, mom of two, and boxing enthusiast. And I'm Scott Nilsson, seventh grade school counselor here at Davis Drive, girl dad of two, and I'm a forever optimist. We are so glad to have three amazing teachers here today to talk with us in honor of the upcoming Teacher Appreciation Week. Now this year has been a year like none other. As soon as the pandemic hit the world a little over a year ago, you as educators were launched into remote teaching and learning. You had to reinvent what it means to teach and find new ways to reach and motivate students. Many veteran teachers felt like beginning teachers overnight. That's so true. This year has asked teachers to learn new technologies, seek new resources, and engage students in completely different ways. As a teacher, I know firsthand the challenges that have come our way. However, despite all of these difficulties, the teachers at Davis Drive have risen to the challenge and have gone above and beyond. To celebrate all the amazing people, that make up Davis Drive Middle School, we wanted to take a moment and sit down with some of our teachers and get their perspective on this crazy year. So joining us today, we have eighth grade teacher, Caitlin Dunning. Uh, we have electives teacher, Garrett Woods, and we have our amazing Mrs. Patsy Meyer, who helps in every grade level and in every way. Uh, first off, just to introduce Miss Dunning. She is from Greensboro, North Carolina, and has been in Raleigh ever since graduating from NC State. She says to say, go pack. <laughs> Miss Dunning did her student teaching actually at Davis Drive Middle School in sixth grade before becoming an eighth grade math teacher. She has been a girls soccer coach and math counts coach at Davis Drive, but has taken a break from that to focus on other things. Besides math, Miss Dunning loves to read, especially at the beach. Her favorite things include flare pens, Starbucks iced coffees, mm -hmm. and being friend, with friends and family. Now we're so excited to have Mr. Garrett Woods with us today. Uh, Mr. Woods grew up an AIG kid who had neglected his studies. Now, with an unwillingness to commit to anything but his hobbies, he was semi-active in his education as he advanced through a career in cycling. After many years competing to make it to the small and competitive fields, he left the race course and turned back to the education that was on the back burner. He transferred his community college credits to Clemson University, Go Tigers, where he finished a degree in marketing and was hired into the field of commercial sales. Now, unsatisfied by those opportunities, Mr. Wood became Mr. Woods became dedicated to making the world a better place, and he got involved in the nation's largest consumer cooperative, where he taught workshops and outdoor education classes. And from there, public education became the obvious next step. And last, but definitely not least, I'm so honored to be able to introduce Ms. Patsy Meyer. Miss um, Meyer is married to her husband, Jim, and has two grown sons and one grandchild. And she wants us to make sure that we don't forget her cat, Sparky Joe. Miss Meyer is a fan of anything and everything cat. It's her theme in her classroom at Davis Drive. And in her virtual classroom, Sparky Joe has been known to make personal appearances. She attended Central Michigan University and Western Michigan University. She was born and raised in Michigan, but she's lived in North Carolina for the last 30 years. She truly cares about her students and looks forward to working with them every day. 
If she's not teaching and helping mm -hmm. students understand their subject areas, she is working in her flower gardens and her yard. So first, a huge thank you to all of you for all that you do um, for our school and our school community and our students. And in order to get to know each of you a little bit more, we have a few questions that we'd like to ask each of you. So I'm gonna start. I think teachers have had to dig down really deep this year. And I know I found myself thinking about the teachers I've had and worked with as a source of inspiration. So with that in mind, please share with us a teacher who impacted you in a way. And what was it about this teacher that stood out to you? Well, I can start that out. Um, when I was in high school, I was an unintentional learner many times. And I connected with a, of all things, a gym teacher. We used to call it gym class. So now we call it health and PE. But I was not athletic, and nor did I want to do those athletic things. So I, I was more a teacher assistant to her. I organized the closets. I counted towels. I ran errands. It instilled in me that there's more that a teacher can offer students besides just book and wrote and reading, that there's more, there's more a humanistic quality to it. And that's what I learned, and that's what I also give towards my students over all these years. Well, yeah, uh, it's similar to Ms. Meyer's experience where the, the teacher that really impacted me the most was an algebra teacher in the 10th grade. And uh, Ms. Walker just uh, had a way of making personal connections. Uh, just to know that this interested in seeing me succeed and uh, you know, overcome little challenges, learn new skills, uh, to know and, and to, to sense that, that uh, belief and that confidence that she had in me actually made the coursework so much easier and, and, and more engageable to know that she was personally invested in this class too. And uh, it made the, the possibility of me making that personal investment in the class uh, uh, so much easier. I'm sure Ms. Dunning was happy to hear that that was a math teacher. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> you know, sometimes those math teachers can be hard and fast, but it's nice to see the warm fuzzies. So for me, um, growing up in Greensboro, I went to a small private school for K through eight. Um, so I knew most of my classmates and had the same teachers in my life for a very long time. Um, and then I went to a large public high school. So I was thrown into a very different environment than what I had been in. So during those first years in middle school, I was really confident in math and I felt really good about it. And I had really good relationships with all my teachers and all my classes. So when I got to high school, it was kind of like drowning a little bit, um, realizing how hard some of the curriculum was. You were introduced to like honors classes, AP classes, that whole world. So I actually really started to struggle in math. Um, and one of my, it was geometry back then. It was called geometry with my freshman year class. Not like that anymore. Um, I really struggled and she was just like the funnest teacher and she knew everything about the kids, everything about the sport. She went to all the games and I just remember her trying to like make points about the curriculum and she would just get up on a ladder and she would draw on the wall, like straight up on the wall. And she was making relationships between like different planes. So she would like draw on one wall and then she ran across the room and she drew on the other wall and she was like, are we on the same wall? And like just did crazy things like that, just had you so engaged. So I feel like I really um, got my love back for math, even though it was hard. 
Um, she really just made it fun and knew everything about us. And I was on the soccer team and she would cut out articles about us in the newspaper and had like the wall. Of, um, and it was just really good connection. And I remember her and I hope to be kind of like her. That's an awesome story. I think that's the connection between all of them is that it's really about the personal connections right? that, that we connect to our students. And I think all three of you are excellent examples of teachers who connect with their students beyond just the curriculum. So to uh, move on to our next point here, you know, saying this year has been a year like no other seems redundant at this point in the school year, but it truly has been um, quite a challenging year. And uh, with that, you know, both teachers, students, administration, everyone can certainly uh, focus on things that when we have a challenge that are negative, but we want to focus on the positive here and we want to keep things, you know, focused in that right direction. And despite all of the ups and all of the downs this year and every which way we've been turned and all of the changes that have been made um, to our schedules, to our curriculum, to our locations, to everything, um, you know, we'd like to hear from you what you would say has been the most rewarding part of teaching during this school year. Oh, I'll start that out because I have really enjoyed this. I can not only connect with students, but I am finding a great way to connect with teachers and people that are working in the classroom to help support the students. Um, before the pandemic, when I was in the building with the students face-to-face, I could work with those students and I could make a connection with them and they could come to my classroom, but I never really saw or understood or was immersed in what went on in the regular classroom when the door was closed. But now since we're virtual, I'm able to go into those classrooms and understand how the teachers are connecting with the students. And I have enjoyed it so much that I have started interacting in the classroom with the students also. And what makes that more valuable to me is that when I reach out to students that I see struggling in the classroom with the virtual, I can invite them into time with me in another virtual classroom separate from, from their regular core classes. And I can connect with them further. But because I was in their classroom and understanding and hearing what the teachers were talking about, I can draw that into what I say to the students. I have a bigger connection. That's amazing. You know, who would have thought, right? Yeah. That this who situation, would've, who would have yeah. thought, Miss Meyer? <laughs> who would have thought that this right. woman that ran from technology for 35 years would embrace technology. I guess it's all of that it has, there's something to be said about total immersion. You know, if you want to learn the language, go live there. For me, it's if, you know, the technology, I had no choice but to learn. And here I would sit for hours trying to figure out how to start a Google Classroom or, or you know, I have to say, Teachers have been awfully wonderful to me and gracious to help me. But I have also reached out to students and I've emailed students and I've asked students questions. And sometimes even in class, when the end of the class comes, I'll ask a student to stay on and explain something to me. <laughs> because sometimes with my sense of humor and, st and, and things, sometimes I learn better from kids because they're just kind of do 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 and I get it. 
you know, and I think that's why I have such a good connection with kids because I can laugh at a lot of things. So that that's been great for me. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, I've Thank loved you. having and I've loved having you, Miss Meyer, in my class. It's been fantastic. She's been in there and it's just been awesome. And especially when the kids are quiet, she'll respond to stuff and then it gets them talking and it's so cool. So I I appreciate having you, Miss Meyer, in my class. It's been great. I want to keep you, you next year. So we're gonna have to clone you or oh, something. That's fine. I can have you in my class next year. <laughs> Well, it brings me yeah. back to that quote. It's like when you're outside your comfort zone, you grow the greatest, right? You grow the most when you're outside of your comfort zone. And I think, Ms. Meyer, I think you just uh, encapsulated that with what you were saying with technology and, and how to how to adjust and approach, you know, by by virtue of necessity. Yeah, Mr. Nielsen, I, I really, your, your point about like uh, going outside our comfort zone really resonates with me. Uh, I find that so much of life is about managing unexpected events and ambiguous events sometimes that I can't even really understand until after the fact. Then I look back and I'm like, oh, that's why I was there doing that thing, you know? Um, and so, so this has been a, uh, a very in-my-face reality check that I'm not really in control of these things. I'm just supposed to show up and do the best I can every day, you know? And so this has been a, kind of a, the silver lining for me there. Um, but as far as like my like professional side, I think that it's been interesting for me that uh, I was coming it, the first school year that I was a full time teacher was when COVID started in March. And so at this point, I've got more experience as a virtual teacher than in person teacher. So I've got a, a rare stat on my resume right now. Uh, <laughs> So, um, so you're I, a I unicorn, like, Mr. Woods. You're a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you. That's that's a nice way to put it. Uh, it feels so unusual uh, um, that you know to to think about next year being a, a full time in person experience. I'm gonna have to kind of like remorph the way that I was handling planning and assessment and and so much of what I've been doing. So um, just looking forward to you know another challenge where I get another opportunity to adjust the recipe just a little bit more and hopefully uh, make it a, a better learning experience for all the kids. I like that you said too, that you're looking at challenges as opportunities. I think that's a really important mindset that we can all kind of take away is that that's really all that they are. Kind of going off what Ms. Meyer was talking about with technology. Yes, teachers were thrown into this, but we have 10 through 13 year olds or 14 year olds that were also thrown into this wild world. And I think it was just so great to see how quickly they could adapt and how resilient children are and innovative. And we threw things at them and they figured it out. They helped each other. They would be like, well, can't I just attach this file like this? And I was like, yeah, sure, that works. You know, they just came up with ideas about submitting photos. They um, would upload things and then figure out how to write on them with a, a phone, an iPad or a computer. So it was really cool seeing how innovative and resilient kids are um, and always willing to try whatever we're trying as well. They never, well, sometimes you could get a complaint, but most of the time they're willing to try things. Um, and then I think one of the most exciting things for me that happened was when we finally came back and I only had a couple kids in my room at a time when we were on the rotating schedule and seeing kids like real world in person live interact and help each other on a math problem 
was just like, oh my gosh, this is why I'm a teacher. This is why I've been doing all of this stuff is to get kids to this point. Um, so it was just great to see them be kids and help each other and be mathematicians and kind of just go from there. And now that everyone's back in my room, I'm so happy to see them working together again, um, helping each other and just continuing to learn and grow just like we've all been doing this whole time. No, I was just gonna say, I think it's important for, you know, to keep in mind everything that the, the students have been through too and what models they can be and have been, you know, for, for our teachers and for our community at large because they're a part of all of this that's going on. And, um, you know, teachers having the patience to take the time to learn from them and to appreciate what they're going through and how they can help each other. And even like you said, help you too to figure out, well, look, I didn't think you could do it that way, but look at that. <laughs> so I think that's a great, great point to bring up. Is never going to be the same when we do all get back in the building. There are, you know, there's always something good that comes out of something that happens. You know, and sometimes that's hard to see, but I'm beginning to see that there's a lot of good that has come out of this. Although, you know, we hate to see the struggles that have happened. There have there are changes that have been made that are going to enhance education in a in a better way for everybody involved and students. You know, the technology that it's not going to go away. Students are going to continue to use technology in the best way to help their education. And a lot of teachers have embraced that. So I think we're going to come back to quite a combined effort and we're going to move forward and we're going to leap ahead. I think also kids um, appreciate things that they maybe neglected before, um, like they didn't realize how much they appreciate one-on-one -on -one time with the teacher or appreciate lunchtime or just silly things like that, being on the bus together, playing sports, things that maybe were just like, oh, I don't always want to do this. Now it's more exciting. And so I think that that is another good that's come out of something bad. All right, next, we would love for you to share something about yourself, a fun fact, if you will, that most people might not know about you, but that you'd like to share with the community. I started a small cabinetry company and built furniture for myself and was able to sell some of that stuff online. So as uh, so I was kind of transitioning through careers, I owned a small furniture building shop. That's cool. Miss <laughs> Dunning, what, what's one fun fact from you? Well, I should have gone before him because I don't have anything as cool as that. <laughs> um, my usual fun fact about just random Miss Dunning information is that I had five wisdom teeth. You're only supposed to have four. Sometimes people have less. So, of course, <laughs> so, I'm extra wow. wise. You are <laughs> extra achiever. <laughs> so they were like little guys that were under my teeth. Um, and so they got them out really early. So I got my wisdom teeth out like in middle school, which is very rare. <laughs> That's wild. Wow. Extra wise, Miss Dunning. Very, and and yes, in middle yes. school, too, extra wise beyond your years. That's no, wonderful. You were, you were gifted, accelerated. <laughs> yeah, a little extra. <laughs> Meyer, fun fact, something that um, our listeners might not know. Well, I was a teacher in Michigan, and when I came down here, I took a year off. And I got, you know, teachers move all the time. They're always busy. They're always, in, you know, going. And I didn't like staying home all the time. So I got a job with a construction company, and I <laughs> was told one day 
to get in the dump truck and drive the dump truck because they needed to have some things picked up. And so I was then the dump truck driver. And within a week, I'd taken out about 60 mailboxes. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that career did not last long. I I drove a dump truck for about three months. You know, one thing that I really enjoy about my job is that in my role, With Alternative Learning Center, I am able to work with the entire school. I'm able to get around to everybody. And that's that's so valuable to my position that I can reach out to everybody. And now that we have, I've relearned many things during this uh, virtual is now I can reach out to all the teachers also. So I'm just happy. So this is the part in our show where we'd like our listeners to drive forward with a challenge for the week. So now that you've gotten to hear from some amazing teachers, how could you show appreciation to your teachers or your child's teachers this week as we approach Teacher Appreciation Week? Maybe send them a note or an email, stop them in the hall or a carpool, or just take a moment to let them know that you appreciate them. Your acknowledgement and support motivate them immensely. Now please show your support to your teachers this week. That's our Drive Forward Challenge to our listeners. And join us next time when we sit down to talk with some of our our DBMS Outstanding Students of the Month and ask what has helped them to be successful this year. As always, have a potastic day. We want to also thank eighth grader Shrithi for our amazing Panther podcast jingle and seventh grader Parissa for our musical arrangements. Until next time, have a potastic day. It's the Panther podcast for students alike. We provide school commentary and some useful insight. If you want to know what's going on recently, just tune in and find out about our school community. Learn a lot here, even if you're the staff. So just make sure to come back and enjoy our podcast, Panther Podcast.